Welcome to the Sailing Into Oblivion podcast. I'm your host, Jerome Rand. Ahoy, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. After a long break uh, with a whole lot of other stuff going on in my life, we are back, finally. I have found myself in my room and uh, with some spare moments and some spare thoughts and all that sort of stuff, and uh, I wanted to share it all with everybody. It's going to be kind of an update show. We are going to talk a lot about boat maintenance and upkeep uh, towards the end. We'll also talk about the presentation that I finally gave, my first one, which is one of the reasons why we are so late with this podcast, because I was a little stressed uh, about how this would go and, and actually creating it and everything like that, because it is kind of like coming out of thin air so to speak, as long as, as far as the actual presenting of it and the story and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it should be a pretty fun little podcast. And hopefully this will kick me back into gear uh, getting at least one per week, if not more. But before I start the show, like I always say, if you'd like to help support Sailing Into Oblivion podcast, you can sign up, follow the link in the description, and sign up on Patreon to help us out. There's also a couple links for one-time donations to uh, help forward our momentum towards the next adventure coming this fall, hopefully. And uh, yeah, so big shout out to all the Patreon family who have been supporters for a long, long time now, some of you for years, and I really do appreciate it. It's absolutely overwhelming. And all the new people that uh, just signed up, we just had about three new recruits, and I absolutely love it. So thank you all so much. We've also obviously still got the shirt lines out there. The book is still out there on Amazon, uh, Sailing Into Oblivion. And uh, other than that, if you want to reach out to the show, email me directly. you got questions, you got show ideas, you got any of that sort of stuff. Uh, you can go to sailingintooblivion.com and follow the link, the podcast button, and contact the show. Those go directly to me, and I read them. And yeah, there's uh, been quite a few people that have emailed about possible, you know, other guests for the show, which I think is great. Uh, I always welcome that info, but it is a little hard because I only do in person. Really don't like doing the online stuff. I know I was doing it for YouTube for a while, but it was one of those things where. It still was uh, a little hard for me to travel being a carless human being. Uh, I do have my little motorcycle, but it's it's one of those roundabouts, roundabout town kind of kind of jobbies. So I did take it out to Maine one year uh, from Michigan, five day ride, and I'd always wanted to do a cross country trip, but uh, and actually no, it was kind of fun. It in a way it was kind of reminiscent of being on the AT because you're staying in all these little roadside motels, you're tra- you're traversing the country. So you're sort of seeing quite a bit. You're having to battle with the elements. That's for sure on a motorcycle, uh, especially when it rains, obviously, but the heat and everything as well. And, but you just, you, you get a whole lot further, a whole lot faster than when you're walking. That is uh, an absolute fact, but uh, yeah, so I've got that little bike, but And it's been treating me well. I did have a flat for the first time ever. Uh, I had a flat while I was doing about 60 miles an hour. It was the rear tire as well. And I'd always wondered what that would be like. You know, you sort of envision 
the tire, you know, explodes or whatever. And all of a sudden you're completely out of control and you just ditch the bike. And it was kind of weird. It was, it was the little, the little, uh, tube, uh, inflator thingy. So <laughs> brain barely works. Uh, the valve, the, the, cause they're tubeless tires. So the valve that you pump it up with, uh, that basically let go. So the tire, and uh, all of a sudden it felt like the bike was just like wobbly so I just pulled over real fast and then I was able to drive it slow uh, the rest of the way home but yeah that was a little interesting and I don't know if it would always be like that but it sure would be nice if it was always like that where you had a few seconds to sort of make a decision of like oh maybe we should pull over might be a smart move okay I will that sort of thing but yeah, so I don't know. Um, yeah, as far as the trying to stay on track here, uh, as far as the podcast guests that come up, I still want to get everybody's name that anybody thinks would be interesting on the show, and then I can reach out to them. And uh, if I am hitting the road and I'm going to be in their area or something like that, um, yeah, I definitely want to hit them up. I actually had a great lesson, uh, just like a beginner sort of sailing lesson last week. And one of the students turned out to be like the head of the liver transplant department, uh, of, you know, said hospital or school. And I was like, Whoa. So we got some, uh, connections to make. And hopefully, uh, if I make it over to, <coughs> excuse me, I believe it was Wisconsin. She'd be a fantastic guest on the show. And she did really well out, uh, out sailing. So, you know, we can talk sailing. We can talk liver transplants. You know, best of both worlds. But uh, I guess quick update on my back. It feels fantastic. It doesn't hurt at all anymore. And I can run fast. I can jump. I can lift things again. And I have a chiropractor up here in the great city of Petoskey to think about that. Uh, you know, I, I was a little weary uh, because so many people were sort of telling me, you know, don't go to see a chiropractor. Those guys, you know, they'll mess you up and all sort of stuff. And I've heard plenty of horror stories in the past, but I just wasn't getting any better. And I was just hunched over. I had to have a golf cart here at the uh, place I'm working for the first number of weeks. And then they took the cart away. Um but literally, I walked into that chiropractor's office, and he took one look at me and was like, what did you do? <laughs> and, you know, it's been very painful since February, uh, and it's been mildly painful since January. So that's a long time to be living with a decent amount of pain. And, uh, yeah, it was tricky. And it just never got better. So eventually, yeah, I took the advice of a few friends of mine and just went for it. I figured, you know what? Hey, it's at least something's going to happen. And if it's not going to work, it's not going to work. But I got to try every avenue. And that first visit, though scary and sort of painful when my body was twisted a certain way and then a lot of weight and pressure applied until it goes pop, 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 pop. And I was able to stand up straight immediately. Couldn't believe it. Uh, I had almost literally forgotten how to stand up straight and three more. Yeah. This is only three more appointments, adjustments, essentially 15 minute, you know, little jobbies, uh, each time better and better. And I, I had actually scheduled for six, got to the fourth one and, and he basically said, no, nope, you're good to go. So don't even worry about it. Um, we've sorted you out and I feel no pain anymore, but 
I will say this. If I do ever start feeling the back pain come back, boom, I'm just going to book another appointment. Holy smokes. But I do know you have to be pretty careful um, when it comes to chiropractors. Make sure you get a good one, I suppose. Um, Because, yeah, I have heard the horror stories. Uh, All the paralyzed people and spine injuries and all that sort of stuff. So beware. I'm not an expert. I only have experience, (laughs) like I always say. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, steaming hot up here in Mish. Uh, and, yeah, it just feels good to be able to move and jump and jump in the lake and just be back to normal. I had it, It's incredible how much one's life gets affected when you are dealing with constant pain, like day and night pain. And I know I was using ibuprofen and stuff like that back in – March and April, and then decided to stop taking that because it really wasn't doing anything. It was easing the pain a bit, making it a little easier to sleep, but I don't like taking that sort of stuff for prolonged periods of time if nothing's happening that's not getting better, right? So essentially uh, just dealing with the pain, and, and you know, I'm seeing a girl up here and all that sort of stuff, and Pain affects that as well because, you know, you're tired and you can't exercise, so you don't have a ton of energy and, you know, uh, you're not flexible, if you know what I mean. And uh, if you're in pain, like the pleasures of life sometimes are hindered, uh, so to speak. So it's been nice to have the old uh, back back in shape, FYI. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm thankful and it's, it's given me a very good reminder of take care of yourself. Uh, you know, stretch a little here and there, get some exercise. Don't be a complete lump. Cause I, you know, part of this could have just been, you know, I get back from these voyages. Um, I don't exercise for a while. I just pig out on bad food and, you know, drink too much or whatever. And I'm not treating my body well at all. And I guess this time it caught up with me. Maybe there was some residual from, from the accident out at sea and getting thrown around the boat and everything. But it's definitely, like I said, a good reminder. You know, everybody everybody says that health is top priority. Like, that's a priority of mine. But your actions usually uh, uh, contra- are very contrary, are very contrary, are very con- contrary. No, that's not the right word. Um, your actions are not, are speaking louder than your words. Let's say, let's say it like that. Yeah. And I know I've done that a million times as well. So. But after now feeling much better and and the relief on that, I'm going to try my best to, you know, uh, eat a little better, get a little more exercise and uh, try and take care of the old temple so that I can at least be pain free for as long as I can. Uh, You know, eventually it's coming. It's coming for everybody. But if I can extend the pain free time, then I I think that would be pretty much uh, a top priority. But I mean it. <laughs> I really mean it. Well, all right. I think we're back now. I believe so. Have to do a little editing on this one. Oh, hopefully there's not too much residual noise outside. They are gearing up. Next week we have the softball week, and uh, the guests here like to play softball every single lunch against the staff, and it's a bit of a rivalry. So. All these young bucks are down there playing, and the old man's sitting up here doing a podcast trying to further his career. Yep, go figure. I got my Venus flytrap here as well, named Larry. 
I have fed him three times already this summer, and he is exploding on the scene with multiple new mouths. A bunch of new ones came. I don't know if anybody's ever grown Venus flytraps, but I, I have a bit of a history with them, and they are fantastically fun. Very finicky, uh, but also very rewarding to watch a plant close its mouth around a squeaming uh, little fly. It's it's really quite quite interesting to see him see him do that. And if you're really lucky and you can get it so that the, uh, like an ant or something like that, really big, crawls right in, so nature takes its place. Ah, unbelievable! I love it. I absolutely love it. Hmm. It's cocktail hour, FYI. Um, yeah, well, on to the boats. Boats after boats after boats. Let's see. We're usually starting the old early bird special, the old 5 a.m. pull in a boat kind of thing, and tinker on it before work, try and get these things all back up and running. It's pretty interesting. I spent a good chunk of my life at this very place and uh, was fixing these boats. Um, you know, they weren't in terrible shape when I got here, but we improved them vastly over a number of years, a number of summers, learned a lot. I mean, it was really a learning process for me through exploration and trial and error, lots of error, lots of error. But eventually, you know, year after year, things would get better and better. And <clears throat> I was pretty proud of the work that we did. And not just me, obviously, it was these teams of people that I always worked with and, Absolutely, uh, it's it's pretty amazing what can happen when a fleet of boats starts to uh, it just loses that care and, and a lot of it you know they had a season where they were closed down up here and then a soft season and all that sort of stuff so uh, knowledge gets lost and if boats don't get worked on even for one season things just start to deteriorate it's uh it's apparent like that on every boat i've ever been on even sparrow itself i know that if i start to neglect things then all of a sudden it's going to just start uh falling to pieces but it uh i don't know it's kind of been really interesting to jump back in to a fleet of boats that i've known for a long time and be able to kind of come in without having to make all the mistakes that I made before. So having that, that sort of knowledge base is nice, but also having a bit more perspective on kind of what would really be beneficial. Because, you know, we spend a lot of time and waste a lot of time doing some Yahoo stuff, you know, lashing spinnaker poles onto laser twos to make bow spritz and and although that was all a lot of fun and everything like that you know right now the the job uh description really is to tune them up simplify make sure everything's uh as top shelf as possible and and works and then also create a manual to keep them that way and i chose to do a video manual rather than a written one i wrote one a long time ago but it's it's really you know how are you going to explain uh proper winch <laughs> maintenance on an Henson uh, in writing. Uh, I think it'd be a lot easier just to capture it all on video. So that's sort of the game plan. But I don't know. It's it's Psychologically, it's been interesting to dive back in. And, you know, at first I'm sort of like, all right, well, it's just going to take this many hours of work to get these boats right. And then we just go from there. And so part of me was like, well, I'm just going to keep working until we get to that point. That way we get there faster. 
now I'm kind of like, you know, uh, it's a little more fun to get everybody involved and everybody sort of in on the in on the game. But that's tricky because you sort of have to when you're working with a team. There's two ways to go about it. One, you can either just tell people, all right, this is what you have to do and I expect it done. Or, and and you will get results that way. I guess there's three ways. You could also scream and yell and intimidate and all that sort of stuff. That's definitely not my style. Um, because I think overall the the best route and the, the route that will in the end give you the best results, not only for said time but also for projecting into the future is when you instill instill sort of a uh a motivated state of mind amongst a bunch of staff that uh not only do they want to learn and be productive and all that sort of stuff they also um enjoy it and they see the benefits of it and they see that oh you know I stayed like 20 minutes late so I could finish this one project and I finished it, and I actually feel pretty good about that, that I put in some extra effort, and I didn't just do what I was expected. I went above, and that's one of those things that is, I don't know, it's kind of weird these days. That that was like the norm back in the day. It was like work, the harder you work, the more reward you're going to get. That was sort of something that everybody just knew. And I don't know, I, I know somewhere along the lines, and even in my own life, in some jobs, it's sort of like five o'clock, I'm done, like I'm done, that's it, I'm out. And I don't know if it's an unhappiness in whatever job that, that you're in, but um, yeah, it's not, it's something that has to be overcome, and if you can overcome it with a team as a manager, then hey, you're, uh, you're holding on to the golden ticket, sir, or ma'am. Hmm. So it has been, yeah, it's been really cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's sort of been my style, though, because I get up so early. I'm kind of like, all right, well, if I can get two hours of tinkering on a boat, and these are only ensigns, you know, some of them have big issues like rotting mass steps and things like that. But um, a lot of the issues are just, you know, reworking the deck hardware a little bit, changing some halyards, finding the ring dings, truing the mass, blah, 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 um, teaking the wood, that sort of stuff. And I just have been having a ball doing all this. Um, you know, today I'm up there sanding, finishing, filling some of the little dings and stuff in an ensign in the hall and put the first coat of paint on it. Oh, man, it just was great. It took me right back, right back to my 20s where I used to do this stuff all the time. So there is definitely a bit of nostalgia, I think, going on at this point, but yeah, I don't know. It is uh, it, it is reminding me of how much work I actually have to do on Old Sparrow when I do return back to the great state of North Carolina and uh, get back into the real deal sort of thing. Not that, that these boats aren't the real deal, but um, you know, I'm not going to go cross an ocean in an ensign. That's for sure. We're going to cross a little lake. That's about it. And, you know, the one project that I keep thinking of keeps in the back of my mind are those bulkheads how the the fiberglass tabs or I can't, I can't remember what peter beetle called them the fiberglass expert up there in rockland maine but uh essentially essentially it's where the wooden bulkhead is then tabbed into place with fiberglass and um 
yeah, that all cracked right through. So I need to do that. And uh, we may actually be able to get some new sales, believe it or not. Um, I think we are going to be a go. The book is selling like hotcakes lately, and that revenue might just have to go into a brand new. I'd love, I would love, if I had my choice, I would love to get a brand new mainsail, something about in the like five to six ounce range, I think, as far as the weight. But I'd like to go with that same Dacron. Um, I forget exactly what it is. The ones that Sven made were unreal. I just want them a little lighter, lighter weight than the ones that I have on there. Um, but I'd love to get a mainsail with triple reef and that third reef being like crazy super deep. I'd like to get a staysail and I'd like to get a nice, uh, like a, a working a working jib, so a small one, and then get a nice size jib, like a hundred and twenty percent or something, or you know, something something big. But those four brand new sails, because the old storm sails I have are great. Um, the backups are good. I'd love to, you know, obviously if I had my way and money was an issue, I'd get brand new drifter, probably two brand new drifters and two different spinnakers and all that sort of stuff, but. You know, I want to be at least a little realistic, but if I could, and if I'm able to make it all happen, I think it's going to be main staysail and a jib, and we're gonna we're gonna call it good. There it would be absolutely the the amount of confidence that I would have going out would be pretty incredible. But you know, with the boat, it's funny because every single time you think of one thing, I can't even I can't even say like okay. I couldn't even put the order in for sales without two seconds later being like, well, I got to replace the lowers and I got to replace, you know, one backstay. And then you start thinking like, well, you know, the engine, we really need to repower the boat. And the list just goes on and on. I mean, I could literally, if I tried to sell Sparrow, I might be able to get 30, 35 grand for it, right? I could put 35 grand into that thing so easily. Just sales, uh new rigging and new running standing rigging sales and an engine boom there's 30 grand right there no problem crazy uh boats bring out another thousand but hey it's my house as well so i'm willing to uh reinvest and and put more in there because you know i i don't know exactly what's gonna happen yet uh come this this winter but I don't plan on spending it freezing cold in a marina somewhere. I definitely would like to be out exploring, uh, hopefully on some nice, beautiful beaches. And shout out right now, it reminds me, Dominica, they, they had that tropical storm, Brett, uh, rolled over them last night, two nights ago. And I know that's nothing, nothing bad, but I know on Dominica, the, the amount of rainfall and the flooding and the landslides that they get can be pretty devastating. So even if it is just a tropical storm, it can be pretty dangerous. So hopefully everybody shout out Eusty, shout out all the Dominica family that's down there. Hopefully Samson and Jay and everybody, uh, all made it through that and their families did as well. Cause I'd really like to go back down there and go see him this winter. I think that'd be fun. Hmm. Ah, but yeah, so it's been a modge podge, I'm telling you, uh, of just stuff everywhere, trying to sort of do a lot of things every which way, (laughs) 
but it's been going good. Um, you know, obviously the top priority is the job at this point, but you know, it is, it's so crazy. And I think this bleeds into why I like it so much out at sea. Um, it's such a simple existence when you're alone out on the ocean Although you are still sort of battling with Mother Nature and all that sort of stuff, man, oh man, is it simple. Like, the choices that have to be made aren't really even choices. You just got to do them. And the enjoyment factor is very different, but it's also very rewarding. Uh, But there just isn't the... I feel like I have been running at 1,000 miles an hour uh, for the last month or so, and making gains and making losses and trying to stay energized and try and get sleep and try and socialize, try and get work done, try and (laughs) do all this stuff. Um, man, but it's been worth it. I, you know, I feel good for sure. I feel a little tired, whatever, but it's one of those things where time seems to go by so fast when you're moving that fast. And it's kind of scary uh, because you know, summer's going to be it. Summer is literally just started and I already feel like it's almost over. Um, we only have nine more weeks here and then this is done. And hopefully then I will be going on to a bunch of speaking gigs to rake in some coin and meet a lot of people, make some connections so that I can hopefully then sail for the winter or work for the winter. Uh, I wouldn't say no to that. Uh, I think it is just about time in my life where I try to actually save some money um, for, for future things. Cause they, you know, I have, I have to get a crown put on a tooth in a couple of weeks and it's gonna be like $2,000 to do that. Like, boom, that came out of nowhere. And I don't know. It's one of those things like, holy smokes, it's a lot of money. And, uh, I had to postpone when I could do it before I could even get it. But you know, if you equate that to boat terms, that's, uh, that's a lot of, uh, provisions, that's a lot of fuel. That might be even <clears throat> one or two sales on, you know, used sales on bacon sales or something like that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, those are the facts of life. You gotta, you're gonna expect those every once in a while. But yeah, I think to if I, I have a chance with this new presentation to save a little bit and uh, have a little bit of a backup because again, yeah, at my age, it's it's one of those things where if you don't. If you don't have that little cushion, that little safety net, it is kind of, it's it's flying by the seat of your pants, as my mom used to say. And while I have gotten away with it for a long time in my life, I would much rather not get caught out now in the, uh, not that I'm in the finish line by any means, but <clears throat> I just don't want to get caught out. So, um, yeah, but it's it's amazing. So last week... And like I said, part of the reason why it's been uh, a long time since I did the podcast was trying to get this presentation sorted, drafted, get the videos edited, clipped together. And I almost had like this full panic mode as, you know, I had the outline, I had written out what videos I sort of wanted to see. I had all the topics, uh, the actual narration of the story, and then the focus points of, okay, triage right at the moment and crisis management and then choosing what to do, when to do it, all that sort of stuff. Um, And all these different sort of really key points because I'm trying to make this a presentation that people can take away from 
uh, and and feel like they've actually learned or been inspired to do something. I mean, the, the whole thing wraps up with essentially a, a little bit of a um, a speech or a tirade, I guess, by me. Tirade's probably the wrong wrong message, but where we talk about rising to the occasion because you know um, the proof is in the pudding when you put yourself out in a challenge and everything goes wrong, and then you are able to make your way through it. Well, then obviously you've risen to the occasion. And if you know that about yourself, then what really is there to fear? I mean, obviously there's some situations that you you could rise all you want and you're never going to overcome it. But if if you're the type of person that's going to do everything in their power to actually, um, you know, to take care of it and move forth and uh, overcome that sort of adversity, then you already know that about yourself and you're good to go. Um, that, that I think that allows you to play hard and uh, sort of risk it all a little bit, um, so to speak. But um, I also believe that everybody's got that. I don't think it's some special little innate thing that I have. I think it's, it's something that's ingrained in everybody. And I, I think maybe it's even part of, I don't know, whatever they would call like the lizard brain sort of thing where it's, it's ingrained in our DNA that when the going gets tough, we've got to get moving and, and we do everything. We're not, we're not, you know, like those ghosts that pass out or whatever. We don't just faint and then <laughs> get eaten alive right so i don't know i don't know but yeah so uh ended up doing this doing the getting it all sorted out um panic mode came in when t- i was trying to upload this thing uh or save it on publisher not publisher um uh powerpoint Microsoft PowerPoint, man, is just lacking. It wasn't actually the PowerPoint, though. It was just crashing the system because a lot of these files are huge. I think overall with like 20 different video clips and stuff like that, they're all really short. It was over like 20 or 30 gigabytes of, of uh, footage. And every time I tried to save it, it crashed. And then when it uploaded, it kept crashing. And I thought, like, how am I going to do this? I have to do this in a couple of days. I'm just trying to put the whole thing together. I kind of... Kind of procrastinated a little bit, maybe, but uh, so I went into panic mode for a couple of days and then realized it was just a technical thing where it was trying to upload everything to the cloud. So I just turned that off and saved it on the PC after I basically erased everything I could off of the computer so that I could free up that much memory. But um, then it worked and I've got it and it's good. It's really good. It's very different than, and I'm not trying to like pat myself on the back, but it's very different than the sailing into oblivion, you know, around the world trip. That's a great story. It'll always be sort of like an epic. And uh, I love, love the fact that it's it's such a cool, it's such like a, an enduring sort of trip that I think I'll always be able to sort of tell that presentation and, and do that for people. But this new one, uh, I don't know. It's I was aiming to have it so that I'd finish in 45 minutes. It was more like 50 to 60 minutes, so just about an hour, let's call it that. Uh, and essentially, it was great because I, I would actually let people, they could ask questions during this thing because that brought up points. Because I'm, I'm still just trying to sort this thing out. I've got nine more of them to do this summer before I hit the road, but... It was cool because it brought to light a lot of different aspects. It was engaging for the audience, which I think was really cool. Because, um, yeah, normally it's just a Q&A at the end. And sometimes people would forget the question they wanted to ask and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know if I'll do that same format every single time. But 
it's one of those things where this one isn't trying to condense nine months or even more into an hour. This is a 25-day trip that the climax moment happens seven days into it. How you deal with that and then all the issues you face and then how you get back and then why on earth I would still go out there and what I learned about that voyage, about myself and about the world, I guess, and living in this world. But it was uh, it was great. We had an almost packed house for it. <sighs> it's just it's, it's it's just one of the nicest places ever to be able to do a presentation like that because the people are they're kind of like old friends in a lot of ways, and so they've they've known about a lot of these voyages. They've known about everything. Um, yeah, just it's it's just great. It's absolutely great. It's resounding, and you know they they've got copies of the book, and they're ah, <sighs> uh, it's just it's really really good, and I am super excited to just fine tune it and make it better and better, and just nail this thing down so that this fall I can I can book some gigs, hit the road, <clears throat> and share this story with a ton of people, and uh, hopefully make enough money to be able to get the parts we need get back out to sea, do some sailing, do some cruising, enjoy the winter and then, uh, and then go. But like I said, I mean, I, if, if I was able to start booking a bunch of presentations, I'd work all the way through the winter mothball. Well, not mothball the boat, but take the boat down to like Florida or something like that. Have a base out of there for, for the winter. And then, and then make plans for, uh, for next year. Who knows? Maybe the PCT. I don't know. Who knows? I, I got to definitely get another adventure under the belt um, without question. Uh, but, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm a little little, little sunburnt. <laughs> I'm, a little, I'm a little tired. Uh, I'm a little excited. We have a big night planned tonight. Um, I got a quasi day off tomorrow. I'm going to still do some tinkering, but not a whole lot. So hopefully be able to go out and just sail. Ah, life's just good, you know. You got to sort of cherish these moments when they are good. And I think a lot of it's just the fact that I'm still coming out of this this back pain thing. But, man, it's so easy to take it for granted when it's really good and there aren't, like, super big issues and super big problems. And And usually I'm the type of person who's sort of secretly in the background waiting for the other boot to drop, as they say. But... You know, right now at my age, I'm just trying to enjoy it as best I possibly can and take it in and cherish it because I know it won't always be like this. So you have to you have to not take it for granted. You have to uh, use and abuse every minute you have. But at the same time, in that delicate balance of life, you also have to take a moment. Like I, I definitely sat down... Um, the other day, so there's there's an old maintenance guy who used to work here, Lyle, and Lyle was just epic. Like he had like almost his own language. He's like this old farmer, you know, never really been out of this this little town and all that sort of stuff. He's an old guy when I first got here, super cool, helpful, everything, just a wise old guy, you know, hands, you know, chiseled out of marble sort of thing. And He's getting way up there in age, mid-80s, late-80s, and, uh, you know, not doing all that well and everything. I haven't seen him in years, but his farm is just down the road. And uh, while I'm, you know, zipping back and forth going to the chiropractor on the motorcycle, there's been once or twice where I could see him. He's out there mowing his lawn still, you know, at the ripe old age. But 
and I'm kind of like, dang, I'm late. I got to go to this appointment. So I just go and then I don't see him again. And, you know, the other day I was thinking about it and, you know, how, how am I going to feel next time, uh, you know, when I hear that, that, you know, he's no longer here, that his time has come and I didn't take five, 10 minutes to stop and, and see him because I was in such a hurry doing all my stuff, you know, trying to be me, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't think I'll that'll be a very proud moment. And um so yeah, taking that taking that time to just you know, I don't want to say cater to yourself, uh, but just take take time. Don't get caught up in, in everything. It's not all just a race, you know. You are supposed to enjoy the ride. And uh, you know, every time every once in a while you just get to sit back and say, Wow, okay. Life is pretty good sometimes. Uh, you know. I like this. It's pretty nice. It's deep thoughts for a Friday. <laughs> mm. Wow. Uh, well, other than that, I can't think of too much else because I got uh, I got to get moving. I got a phone call to make. Get some updates going on the progress here, and then uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe a little nap before tonight. I don't know. I don't know. I, I rarely can ever do that this late. And I know if I do, then I'm definitely uh, going to bed. Oh, I did want to give a shout out to Mark and Stephanie on that, that beautiful West sale that uh, we, I was down in Fort Pierce on. They have officially hauled their boat out of the water. It is safe and sound. Hopefully, fingers crossed, no hurricanes come and it stays safe. Nice strip down everything absolutely fantastic i'm so proud of those two and uh, i am hoping that they make the leap to try to get down to the caribbean next winter i think that would be phenomenal um to help them do a cruise out to bermuda and then down south to the bvi or the islands in general um on another west sail i think that would be pretty fun so we will see but i wish them the best of luck uh again it was it was an absolute blast and a pleasure being welcomed aboard that beautiful beautiful west sail 32 also another shout out to josh from josh wright sailing i believe let me make sure that is the right one do 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 well you know i'm just never ready with the phone and now the internet's not where well whatever but essentially, you know, the guy that we had sort of followed going from the West Coast out to Hawaii, safe and sound in Hawaii, he made the trip. He had his ups, he had his lows, but he did uh, rise to the occasion. Oh, there we go. He rose to the occasion. It happens. It happens. Proof is in the pudding. But other than that, I definitely uh, will hopefully be sitting down with a couple of interesting people to talk about the psychology of escape room tactics. That's the big one. I'm trying to get my buddy Drew on here. I think that would be really, really fun. I'd also like to get a few other of the actual people that I'm working with, some of the sailing instructors, to uh, you know peel back the layers of the onion, so to speak, of the new... Uh, new to sailing, sailing instructor, and some of the fears and some of the winds and everything that they've been going through now that we are two weeks into this uh, into this job. So a lot of good stuff to come. <clears throat> like I said, I'm going to try and get these out before the weekend. If I can get one a week, that's great. If I can get two, I'm really doing fantastic. And uh, once again, really appreciate all the support, all the listeners and I hope everybody has a safe, fun weekend. Get out on the water if you can. If you don't have a boat, find somebody who does and make friends with them quickly. Until next time, thanks.